Welcome everyone, welcome to all in the name of the Lord and the Lord may bless us all as we worship Him today. Today is uh, fifth service of the Wednesday Lent and we used to worship the Lord every Wednesday in the Lent season. So today is the fifth Wednesday of the Lent season of the 40 days. We'll start by the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is in us. But if we confess our sins, the Lord is faithful to forgive all our sins. As we confess our sins now before the Lord, the Lord the Father has sent His Son to die for you and for everyone. So everyone who repents and confesses the sin, the Lord will forgive all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Today the service is about the light. Jesus Christ, the light of the world. The light no darkness can overcome. Stay with us, Lord, for it is evening. And the day is almost over. Let your light scatter the darkness. And illumine your church. Joyous light of glory. Of the immortal Father, heavenly, holy, blessed Jesus Christ, we have come to the setting of the sun, and we look to the evening light. We sing to God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy of being praised with pure voices forever. O Son of God, O giver of life, the universe proclaims your glory. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who led your people Israel by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Enlighten our darkness by the light of your Christ. May his word be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. For you are merciful, and you love your whole creation, and we, your creatures, glorify you, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now we'll go to the readings of today. The first reading from the Old Testament is from Psalm 22, verse 6. But I am a worm, and not a man, scorned by mankind, and despised by the people. O Lord, have mercy on us. Amen. Thanks be to God. The second reading is from Colossians, chapter 1, verse 20 to 23. And through him to reconcile to himself all things whether on earth or in heaven, 
making peace by the blood of his cross. And you, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death, in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. O Lord, have mercy on us. Amen. Thanks be to God. And now the gospel of today is from Luke chapter 23 from verse 26 to 42. And as they led him away, they seized one Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, and laid on him the cross to carry it behind Jesus. And there followed him a great multitude of the people and of women who were mourning and lamenting for him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say, To the mountains, fall on us and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him, and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. And the people stood by, watching. But the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mugged him coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And now we have the message of today. The message is uh, from Colossians 1, 22-23 about the reconciliation between God and man. 
as you know that humans when they fell in sin Adam and Eve they became enemies to God before they had good fellowship excellent relationship and man was on the image of God in holiness and the truth and in mercy also but after they fell in sin an enmity came between both of them this enmity could not be removed or waived without shedding blood because every sin can be forgiven by blood and this blood should be an innocent blood means it's a blood from unsinful person and theologically the man can sacrifice for a man but not the animal can sacrifice for a human in the Old Testament the Lord tried to give his people an idea about the animal sacrifice that it can forgive the sins temporarily and also it forgives some sins not all of the sins so every time we sin these the people in the Old Testament they had to go with an animal a sacrifice to the priest to confess their sins on the animal and then the priest took the animal kill it on the altar and shed the blood and so these sins people confessed at this moment only only will be forgiven by the shedding of the blood of the animal so all the sacrifices as the book of Hebrews talk about they are temporary and they cannot forgive all the sins all the time for any human being so now we know the sin is there there is an enmity between God and the man and the only way to forgive the sin is the blood and the blood should be from the same level of humans means a human body who can shed his blood instead of the sinner and this one who can sacrifice should be without sin because the sinner cannot sacrifice for a sinner but the one who is without sin can sacrifice for the sinful for this reason the only one who is and was and will be without sin is God so the equation may be hard so that we need somebody without sin on one side and at the same time he should be a human so we know we need to have a mixture of a human person without sin the one without sin is God and no human person is without sin so the only way is to let 
this God becomes a man. And this is what Jesus did when he incarnate. He took the flesh and the blood of the humans, but without sin, at the same time, he is fully God, fully divine, because he is sinless. So Jesus Christ came as God and the man. By his death on the cross, he can forgive our sins. So through his blood, we had reconciled with God. And without this innocent blood from unsinful person, there is no reconciliation or no forgiveness of sins. As you heard in the Old Testament, teaching was human because God was training people to understand what the commandment is about, what Jesus in the future, the Messiah, will do for them. So he said to them, eye for eye and tooth for a tooth. But what Jesus said in the New Testament is found in Matthew 5, verse 38 and 39. You have heard that it is said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Amen. Jesus was very clear on his teaching on the Sermon on the Mountain when he said, you heard as mentioned in the Old Testament, the law of Moses, eye for eye, tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, as new creature in Christ, don't resist the one who is evil. And this is a good, wise advice from the Lord. So, as Christians, as true believers in Christ, don't resist the evil. Why? Because you lose your time from one side, and this will guide you to eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But you need to forgive. So don't resist the evil. All the people who try, and still trying, to resist the evil, they lose their time and maybe they lose their lives because they are not in Christ. And then he said, if someone slaps you on the right cheek, turn the left one or the other one. Who can do that? The only person who can do that is the person who was washed and reconciled by the blood of Jesus. He reconciled with God and reconciled also with himself or herself. No one can do that. When somebody slapped me on the right cheek, I cannot turn the left one to him. 
him or her if I am not reconciled with God. So it's hard for the humans to do that. Why? Because they are not born again. And also they don't have the Holy Spirit inside them. But the Holy Spirit is the one who enables us to be reconciled with God through the blood of Jesus Christ so we can become righteous in Him. The human nature can choose to fight, can choose to confront, can choose to attack, to have conflict with other people. But if this is the path of holiness, if it is the way of righteousness, if it is the sign of reconciliation, and the answer is no. When we reconcile with God in Christ, we have a journey. And this journey starts when we are born again. When we come to be or try to be like Christ, to be holy. And the word holy, as you know, in the original language means to be separated from the rest, to be special for God, to be consecrated for Him, because all the reconciled believers are different from others. They are holy means they are consecrated only to be God's people. As we live on this earth, we have a lot of conflicts everywhere and around us. You can have this from the wars, from the news you hear in the TV, in the radio, on the internet, and you have a lot of troubles psychologically and internally. As nowadays, we have the news all the time about this virus, Corona, and all the people are worried. And they don't know what to do because it's unknown what can happen. No one exactly knows what can happen. But all of this, although it's hard for the believers also, but the only difference between believers and others is that they are and they have been reconciled with God through Jesus Christ, so they don't have any fear. And if they are afraid of something, it's physical, means it's temporary, it's for this body, although we should not feel anything. When the people reconcile with God, there is a process that happens in them. And this process is transformation. The transformation, or what we call it sometimes, transformational approach that we change. We got trans 
transformed, transformational approach means our approach to the staff is different before reconciliation and after reconciliation. Before reconciliation may be our nature is the human nature, the sinful nature only is destructive. But when we come to Christ and reconcile with him, this transformation makes us constructive. Means destructive, you destroy. Constructive means you build. So the transformational approach in the believers after reconciliation transform them the case of destruction to the case of construction. Why? Because if we reconcile with God, this means the grace of God is working inside us. And if the grace of God is working, the Holy Spirit will lead us to justification. And this means we have faith and true faith in Christ. Before reconciliation, people look almost for the force, human force. How can I attack? How can I defeat? They look for revenge. They look for lying, for deception, for manipulation of others. But when they reconcile with God, they start to understand the difference between the two cases before and after. And then they don't lie, they don't deceive, they don't manipulate. Their life will be for building construction, not destruction. Paul himself talk about this conflict that can happen in the human heart or inside the humans. When he said, when I like to do good, I do the bad or I do the evil. Why? Because I still have this conflict inside me. Although Paul, when he, did, he said that, he was an apostle, he was called by the Lord, and the Lord trained him for almost three years and taught him, but still the conflict is there. What this means? This means as we live in this body, we'll have the conflict all the time. And I call it the conflict of transformation means as we try to be transformed to the image of God, the devil will not leave us free. So as we try to be transformed, the devil will attack, attack harshly and severely, especially attack the human body and the human thinking and the human actions but remember that at the end 
will have the victory in Christ. So don't worry about the conflict of this transformation because it should happen. And when we transform, the Lord will change many things in us. Number one, your mind. Remember that every growth, growth in your life, spiritually, even psychologically, physically, it starts with an understanding. And the Bible said many times about those who understand that they will enlighten, they will be like the light in heaven. And today we are talking about the service of the light. Jesus is the light of the world. And we should be like him because he said also to us, you are the light of the world. So first of all, to change after reconciliation and the born again, number one, your mind should understand where are you, how you were, and how you are now. Conflict is not something to shy away from it, but it is recognition that you are in the process of maturity. So when you have conflict, you, this means you are mature, or you are in your way to be more and more and more mature. So don't be upset when you have this conflict of the transformation, because the devil will not leave you and you will recognize that you are growing in Christ. Usually and often we recognize the conflict as peaks and valleys, up and down. But sometimes this conflict like a straight line. This straight line means the devil is attacking you harshly. But sometimes you may have a conflict, up, peak, and then comes down, valley. This can give you a rest for some time to be ready for the next fight or war against the devil. But at the same time, this will help you to grow fast according to God's word and commandment you will recognize that God is shaping you, shaping you to be on His image. So when you find in your life this transformational approach that comes to conflict, you need to understand that you are on the right track and are on the path of maturity. So your mind should understand. Then your heart should 
be very emotional with God. The heart will help you. The heart means all your feeling and sensations towards God. How is the relationship between you and him? The personal relationship. When you grow after reconciliation, your heart will be according to the heart of God. And the person who heard these words and was a blessed man, David, the king, the prophet, the one who wrote the Psalms, the Lord said about him that the heart of David is according to my heart or the heart of God. So when you understand, when you grow, when you pass through this transformational approach, through this conflict, your relation with God will be stronger that you can fight the conflict and your heart will be very sensitive to sin. You will know exactly when the sin comes to you, when the devil attacks you, when he's trying to destroy you, but he will never, because you are in the hand of God. So, through the heart, we can build strong relationship between us and God, we can become more emotional and more sensitive towards the sin. The sin will not be anymore our nature because we will gain the nature of God. We are created on the image of God in holiness, righteousness, and the truth. And as we grow, God is helping us to restore this image of him in us. And when you start to understand through the mind and you have personal relationship, sensitive relation with God through your heart, you will start to work. And now you need to act. Act means you need to build construction, as I said before. You need to build the kingdom of God. You need to work for this kingdom, those people who are lost every day. We said that as the people grow in the relationship with the Lord and they understand that, they will start to work, and this is the action. And this means to build the kingdom of God. Building the kingdom of God means we bring many lost people to him. Do you know how many people they die every day and they go to hell or they don't have eternal life with Christ? Many, about 10,000 people every day. They die in sin, and they die without hope in Christ and without salvation. So, when you reconcile with God, you will start to understand, so there is a conflict, there is a transformation, 
there is a conflict and a transformational approach and also in your heart there will be a personal relationship with God that grows dramatically when you have true faith in Christ and this can be translated by action and the action is to build the kingdom of God so now we know about the conflict it's very normal to have this conflict but the nature of us will change it will be transformed it will not be any more like before we come to Christ and when I ask somebody what do you mean by being mature in Christ Christians, true Christians that reconciled with God, their Christianity is only about love and peace and to review the conflict they had all the time from the devil. And this conflict needs understanding. So some Christians believe that when we come to Christ, everything will be okay will be righteous, will be forgiven, will have eternal life, and even on earth will have a good physical life, long life, maybe no six, uh, no problems, no temptations, no tests. No, this is wrong. Christianity is about three things. Love, peace, and the conflict with the kingdom of the devil. So when I ask you, are you ready for this conflict? Do you understand this conflict? The devil is trying to bring you back to his kingdom. Are you ready to fight? Are you ready to be transformed? The beginning is understanding. Very important. Many Christians, unfortunately, they don't understand who they are. They don't understand that their life in Christ needs a continuous conflict with the devil. So you need to understand this conflict as a transformative, transformative approach. Means when you come to Christ, you will help the others and yourself to be transformed and this is actually how you become like Christ on his image you need to be like Christ on his image holiness righteousness mercy forgiveness taking care of the needy taking care of those who don't have anything so the scripture today from Ephesians is giving us a light to understand where we are. We are different. We are holy. We are separated from this world. And we have revelation all the time about knowledge from the Holy Spirit to guide us through this conflict. The teaching 
about the Christians when they come to Christ they will be okay they will be wonderful they will be prosperous they will have everything this is a false teaching the only thing we'll have is love peace no worry at all and also a conflict a life with God doesn't come only from knowledge but from the work of Christ in us and when the word of Christ in us comes God's the same message Colossians 1 from verse 21 to 23 and through him to reconcile to himself all things whether on earth or in heaven making peace by the blood of his cross and you who once were alienated and hostile in mind doing evil deeds he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him if indeed you continue in the face stable and steadfast not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven and of which I Paul became a minister Amen all here is very clear that God is trying to help us to be reconciled with him through the blood of Jesus and he said also to reconcile the whole world to himself before that before we came to Christ we were aliens we were alienated from God means we are not belonging to him we were belonging to the devil but the day we are born again and reconciled by the blood of Jesus we are not anymore aliens from God we were not anymore enemies with God but we became his own family he has reconciled you and me by Christ's physical body through this to present you holy in his sight without blemish and from free from any accusation if you continue in your faith established and firm and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel this is the gospel that you heard and now you hear that you have been reconciled with God through the blood of Jesus to grow and be mature to end by likeness of Christ or to be on the image of Christ and this is how we can be reconciled also a word about the crisis we live now this of the virus you need to know that God may use disasters sometimes 
to lead people to reconcile with him lead people to repentance and so when they repent uh, they can understand the grace of God in their life and also they can know what is the meaning of reconciliation reconciliation means before you were enemy of God but after you became a member in the family of God God all the time is trying to come to us but unfortunately most of the time we reject him and kick him out so he's trying by every way to reach to us sometimes he uses a hard way like what we have now from this crisis of the virus it will go so trust the Lord and believe me this will go it will not stay but what we can learn from it God is trying to reach out to us to make the transformational approach to let us know that we have a conflict between the devil and the children of God so don't le let this crisis pass but take advantage and know that the kingdom of God is available and ready for those who really believe and trust in him and as you go in life and facing a lot of troubles you will be empowered by the grace of God that shows you that you have been reconciled with him in the blood of Christ and may the peace of Christ which surpasses all understandings keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ our Lord Amen now we continue with the service of today in peace let us pray to the Lord Lord have mercy for the peace from above and for our salvation let us pray to the Lord Lord have mercy for the peace of the whole world for the well-being of the Church of God and for the unity of all let us pray to the Lord Lord have mercy for this holy house and for all who offer their worship here and everywhere worship and praise let us pray to the Lord Lord have mercy we pray for the President of the United States and for all those who are working with him and his administration to give them the power and the strength and the wisdom so they can guide the country to the right track and give them the help from the Holy Spirit 
so they can also with the other leaders of the world that they can have wisdom to take actions against this virus so humans may be safe to have another opportunity to be repented and return back to you for all the people of the world we pray let us pray to the world lord have mercy for the government and for the governors and for all the governments everywhere in the world and for all those who have the decisions for all pastors in christ for all the churches for all servants of Christ and for all the people without exception let us pray to the Lord Lord have mercy for those who work to bring peace justice health and protection in this and every place let us pray to the Lord Lord have mercy for those who bring offerings, those who do good works in this congregation and every congregation, those who toil, suffer, and those also who sing and praise and serve in every service, in the church, in every church, and all those people here present to worship you and to praise you, awaiting for your mercy, the mercy from the Lord that will be abundant and great. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For favorable weather and for an abundance of the fruits of the earth and for the peaceful times, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our deliverance from all affliction, wrath and danger and need and the crisis and this pandemic of coronavirus let us pray to the lord lord have mercy gone before us and are with christ let us give thanks to the lord thanks be to god rejoicing in the fellowship of all the saints let us commend ourselves one another and our whole life to Christ our Lord. To you, O Lord. O God, from whom come all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and also that we being defended from the fear of our enemies and the fear of this coronavirus. We may live in peace and the quietness through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now let us pray together the Lord's Prayer. The Lord taught us to pray and to trust His promises. So we pray together. Our Father, Father who, art who art in heaven, heaven hallowed be, be thy, thy name. name. Thy, thy kingdom, kingdom come. come. Thy, thy will, will be done, done 
on earth as it, as it is in heaven. heaven. Give, Give us this day our daily bread, bread and, and forgive us our trespasses, and we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and the Merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless and preserve you. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Go in peace and serve the Lord. And the Lord be with you all. Amen. Amen.